Hello and welcome to the Retro Game Time Machine Podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about Halo Combat Evolved for the Microsoft Xbox. And we're going to be going back in time to the year 2001. At the time of recording, it is January the 28th, 2021. I am Ashley Newton, and joining me through a series of tubes is Andy the Android. But first, it's after 7 p.m. Do you know where your children are? They're in the kitchen. The the guilt kitchen. Children, like good children, yes. Uh, by you know, children, <laughs> I mean my my dogs, my two dogs. So it's <laughs> the only All children right. I have. <laughs> yeah, mine. Uh, mine are also here in the house, and by also by children. Well, I don't mean humans, and I don't mean dogs, but I mean my two cats. One is right next to me in her little bed, uh, <laughs> right next to the heater, and the other one, I don't know, she's out on the couch or something. She's stretching out <laughs> she's the rogue cat the, the cat that yeah she was mad at me earlier when i had to give her medicine this morning she was uh, super mad at me bummer normally she's really good about it lately because i have to give it to her every day but anyway um yeah she's been a real grump <laughs> a grumpy cat <laughs> uh, yes yes a grumpy cat but not quite as grumpy as the one and only grumpy cat aka tartar sauce rest in uh, peace. yes oh yes r.i.p r.i.p in peace man i hate that i just yeah. gotta say it's a pet peeve of mine oh, okay. when i see people say r.i.p in peace uh <laughs> yes a little redundancy there. yes rest in peace in peace my friend or uh, rest in peace in pieces. That too. <laughs> I mean, I guess the same as ATM machine. It's an automated teller machine machine. I always um, like to say uh, requeste in pace, like, you know, Assassin's Creed fans out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you? Anything new? Anything fun and uh, exciting? No, not, you know, I'm particularly been playing a few more games, um, that, you know, uh, calling back to the weather, we're in the middle of a, a rainy, uh, wet and rainy storm. Yeah, there's finally um, weather to talk about, and we're we're not opening with the weather. I know <laughs> uh, it's all the same, but uh, since it's been so rainy, I've just been really like more confined into the house than usual. Like I yeah, literally same. haven't left. So it's um, it's rain mageddon out there. Yeah, yeah, it's good. We need it. Um, how, how about you? What's, uh, what's new over in your world? Not a whole lot. Just, uh, just working, just playing some games. Um, my partner's still on the other side of the country at the moment. So I'm just, uh, it's just me and my girls, my cats hanging out and, um, been streaming a bit more lately, playing some Half-Life Alex. So spoilers for the end of the show, but it's no surprise that I've played that game before since it was uh, both of our number one game of 2020. Um, and playing a lot of other random stuff too. Uh, I just happened uh, across a 3DO recently at my local game shop that I was super stoked to find because I had also just traded in a bunch of stuff, like cleared off a bunch of stuff from my shelves and took some stuff out of my closet, um, you know, cleared up some more space from some extra controllers because I, I I don't know. I had and maybe still have 
uh, an unreasonable amount of controllers for one person. <laughs> <laughs> you only have two hands. <laughs> I know, but I, I like to make sure that if for some reason, somehow, I'm going to play four-player, multiplayer, N64 with people, which I can't because there's a pandemic. But, you know, if I'm going to do that, I need to have at least four controllers, if not more, in case one of them breaks or something yeah. you know you got to you got to have backstock but actually i think i've i think i've just taken myself down to match the maximum number of controllers per system as opposed to having extras <laughs> yeah cuz the opportunity that i actually or you know the the amount of times that i actually play a four like a four player n64 game with four people is next to never same thing with four dreamcast controllers and four people also, pretty much next to never. Actually, I don't know if I've ever played four-player Dreamcast and I have four controllers. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm thankful that... Uh, well, thanks to Super Smash Brothers, I have, like, I think five or six GameCube controllers. So that's... Uh, you know, oh, I've been very, me too. I'm thankful that they've continued the GameCube controller <sighs> support going forward. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I might even have eight of those. Yeah. Do I? Or maybe it's six. I have two Wavebirds and I have at least four GameCube controllers. Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> well, you you uh, you thinned out your collection a little bit. I mean, I did. I thinned out the herd a little bit, and um, it's nice. I actually have shelf space that I've almost occupied again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's it's nice to, to kind of go through some of the stuff that I'm like, you know, realistically, I know that I'm not going to ever touch this again, and. Trading it in, uh, though obviously I'm not getting the full value of everything. Um, I'm so you know hoping to support my local game store, and uh, you know hopefully given given new life to some of these games where folks really you know will want to play them, um, or you know for the collector who wants to get the full set of everything. Now there's a few more games out in the wild. Yeah, I. Um... I haven't gone through my collection. It hasn't gotten unreasonably big yet, but I also haven't gotten it all in one place yet. There's some in the garage, some yeah. next to me. <laughs> so um, once I get it all laid out, I know I have some duplicates of some things. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I realized all that until like, I also ended up moving to where I live now. I had to take stuff from my parents' house, from my storage unit, yeah. from where I was living before. And yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, here's everything. Yeah. <laughs> there were, a, man, there was, there was a game that I came across from my parents, or maybe a couple of games, um, only like a year or two ago that I came across them and was like, or they, they had set them out for me when I had gone to visit. And I was like, oh my God. I thought that one of my ex roommates stole these from me (laughs) and like, I've wrongfully been accusing them in my head all of these years. Like, so anyway, I, I felt bad. (laughs) (laughs) Apologize to your old roommate. (laughs) Yes. Sorry to whoever you are. Who's not listening. Um, but at least I didn't badmouth them publicly. So, That way I don't have to, I only have to really apologize in my own mind, but (laughs) anyway, 
that's uh, that's all the new stuff with me, really, that I can think of at the moment. Um, shall we get into the news? Oh, but before the news, real quick call out. Um, so I know that recently I was talking about some of the listeners uh, that I saw that we have in Australia, and I realized, hey, I should share the love because uh, I've noticed we also have a uh, potentially growing listener base in England uh, and got some folks listening to us uh, also in Germany and Portugal. So thanks so much. It's it's fun to see that people are listening to this in other places that, you know, aren't our best friends or neighbor's house. <laughs> yes. And, and our it, accents it extends are, the reach. Our accents don't seem to drive you crazy. So that's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, all right. So news. I thought this was cool. I have not gone to actually play this, but I was excited to see this, that Sarah Connor and the Terminator have both arrived in Fortnite. thought that was a pretty fun uh, like addition for the characters. Yeah, it's uh, the T-800 Terminator that is there. And their skins look really good. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering when Fortnite's going to run out of licenses, you know? They they keep trying to kind of one up the last and it's a uh... really like I mean they've got uh, you know, I think we've talked about Master Chief before, Kratos. Um oh, and I see these two skins arrive in Fortnite in the Fortnite universe just one day after the Predator himself crash landed into the game. The Predator is in this game? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Everybody's there. The Predator. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. I don't know which one I'm happier about, the Predator or uh, or Sarah Connor and the T-800. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this will finally get me back to checking out Fortnite again. Um, or, or it'll get you back and then maybe you'll ask if I'll play and then I will. <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw recently they they had uh, Mandalorian characters in there Ooh, too. Yeah. So that's uh that's pretty rad. So Man, how they I'm sorry, but this, Fortnite is the most ambitious crossover. Yeah. Not whatever I don't know, I'm trying to use whatever the meaning is because I didn't see whatever movie that was. Ah. I didn't see that Avengers movie. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, yes. The one where whoever is like, this is the most ambitious crossover since blah, 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 or ever. I don't know. Anyway. You got me. <laughs> Never mind. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Um, oh, yeah. You and I were talking about this when we played this somewhat recently, which again, spoilers for the end of the show. Uh, Golf with Your Friends was purchased by Team 17, and new content is coming. Um, I had a lot of fun, and it was also kind of frustrating playing the Worms level. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was kind of it was kind of BS, but it was like fun BS. Um, yeah, it was. Especially the 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 part that was the fun BS to me was uh the holy hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> that that particular course you just you can kind of get stuck in a loop and it keeps dropping a new grenade down to blow you up but thankfully like it doesn't add strokes every time that you get blown up yes right um and uh if you've ever liked mini golf you know if you've ever appreciated mini golf or golf as a game you know check out 
golf with your friends. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, especially if you like, um, if you like Mario golf games, I'd say, or or you know stuff like Hot Shots. Like if you're into the like PGA Tour games, maybe skip this. Maybe skip this game. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're just into wacky zany fun with a familiar setting you can still essentially play putt putt golf or i guess i guess putt putt's probably a copyright thing you can play miniature golf with your friends from home yeah pretend Uh, like it's okay to be outside (laughs) (laughs) exactly um, so it looks like here, uh, Hitman 3 will use uh, Google Stadia's new save sharing feature. So um, this is kind of interesting uh, for a few reasons because Hitman 3 is a uh, Epic Game Store exclusive right now. At least it's a timed exclusive. I heard some things like it's going to be for the first year or oh, something wow. like that. But um it's kind of interesting because they've had to come up with some creative ways to carry progress over. Um, so uh, just with the nature of Hitman, um, it where you know you've got to have the, your progress from the first two games. You kind of want to carry that over to Hitman Three since they're. Um, oh, you can do that. Yeah. So. Oh wow. IO Interactive kind of just sort of, uh, they've been carrying forward the existing content. So Hitman 3 kind of turns into this mega game of Hitman 1, 2, and 3. So they're treating Hitman kind of like a platform, basically? Yeah, exactly. And there's a a lot of content. Yeah, it just sort of rolls in there. And then you can also play the original Hitman 2016 and Hitman 2 levels, but uh, using like the engine and assets sort of of the uh, of Hitman 3. So that's cool. Yeah. It, um, so I, them using this uh, sort of save sharing feature, it's kind of just allowing you to sort of carry your save around different platforms now. Yeah. Um, it, it, so then, so basically this would make it then possible that like if you played the first Hitman on Steam and then you decide you want to play the Google Stadia version of Hitman 3, yeah, that you can use that save and just do the, the cloud gaming thing. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what this is looking like here. That's cool. Yeah. That's um, a move, I think. Yeah, because uh, as you sort of you know play the levels, and I've, I've I know a lot about Hitman as of late, which I'll talk about later in the show. But yeah. um, it, you know, you play the levels, you unlock, you uh, actually will progress for each location for each level, and which gives you new unlocks, like new spawn points and new items that you can carry into the level, and uh, which in turn sort of unlock uh, more of the level secrets as you're going. So nice. So yeah, this is cool. Um, I hope, you know, maybe one day all our saves will just live in the cloud and we can play games wherever we want. <laughs> one day they'll all just live in harmony in the cloud. Yes. <laughs> one cloud save to rule them all. Um, all right. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, so community fans and community, the TV show is what this is, uh, community fans pay homage to the show with a fun paintball shooter. 
there is a game on Steam called Six Seasons and a Game, and it looks like the campus of the college that's in the TV show community. And there are some paintball levels from, uh, sorry, paintball episodes from that show. Uh, so it's really cool to see that somebody created uh, Greendale and you can play paintball in it. Did you ever watch that show? No, I didn't. Um, though I've heard oh, sort of, good. yeah, I've heard good things, um, but also some disappointing things about later seasons of the show. So I don't know if those people are just jaded or. <laughs> uh, well, I, I wouldn't say that it's like the perfect show ever made, but man, there's a lot of really hilarious stuff uh-huh. that okay. uh, I think it's totally worth at least, I don't know, just check it out sometime. That's kind of how I feel about Parks and Rec. It's not a perfect show, but there's a lot of funny stuff. Oh, yeah. In it, no, so. dude, if, if you like Parks and Rec, then I really think you would enjoy this show. And gotcha. I don't know. I like, I really dig the characters. Um, it, for me, it was really funny seeing, uh, Donald Glover in this show. Cause I know him from when he was part of the sketch comedy group, Derek comedy. So that's my primary context or my primary like thought when I think of, uh, Donald Glover, not childish Gambino. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's him doing really hilarious and weird sketch comedy um, with the Derek comedy guys. So I loved him in this because I was like, oh my God, I was like, I was like, that's the guy, that's the guy from Derek comedy who's so funny, who's in this show. And then he went on to become really, really famous. Um, But yeah, him hit like his interaction with Abed, um, there's there's so many great things. Anyway, this is not a community podcast. Um, it's a video game podcast, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But I Don- definitely recommend it. Donald Glover is kind of a renaissance man, though, you know? Like, I yeah. just got to recognize those people. Just talented He's so in so talented. many ways. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> crazy. Um, so Cyberpunk 2077 dev... Uh, asks fans to stop having sex with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, yeah. So t- tell me a little bit about what's going on here. <laughs> so people are making mods, uh, or somebody made a mod, to uh, basically replace the the night workers <laughs> in the game with uh, Johnny Silverhand, who is Keanu Reeves' character. And the, the, the sex scenes are not like, it's not full on pornography or anything, but it's, they're, they're pretty explicit. Sure. Um, so anyway, it's, it's, it was making it so that you could go pay to have a good time with Johnny Silverhand, basically. Um, when I first saw the headline for this, I, I felt really bad for all of the other people that were actually used, like their likeness and their voices and everything were used in this game. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh man, now people are going to put their character models in compromising positions, um, which, yeah, that's unfortunate for those people because they probably didn't realize that when they were like, yeah, I'd love to be in this game. You can totally like use my likeness. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Or they could have disclosed it. Or uh, maybe they hired real sex workers. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm like, I'm thinking about like the the public figures of, oh. you know, like Keanu Reeves. And then yeah. there's also um, Alana Pierce is in it. I see. Um, and who the heck else? I know that there's more people. I just, I remember Alana because I think I saw her playing uh, uh, Among Us recently. Um, gotcha. But yeah, I'm sure there's a few, few more folks that are not coming to mind. So yeah. So they're like, please, please don't do this. This is not cool. Like don't, don't do weird sexual things with people who agreed to be in our game and be really awesome like that. Like don't mod them having sex, please. (laughs) Yeah. That, that wasn't intended. I, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they didn't, they didn't sign up for like, sure. People can use the character model of me that you guys make to have weird sex. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, um, Keanu Reeves probably cool with it. He's like, Hey man, whatever. Like he's, (laughs) he's, he's really cool about things anyway. Yeah. Um, I love Keanu. Uh, let's see. Next one also, Cyberpunk. I, I smashed them together so that they weren't in two different places in our outline here. Um, also, the uh, the CD Projekt Red CEO was like, hey, everybody, blame me for what happened with the Cyberpunk launch. Don't be mad at the devs. Um, that's incredibly obvious to me <laughs> that, of course, you should be mad at upper management of CD Projekt Red. Uh, slash also investors for pushing this out the door before it was ready. Um, But yeah, insert obvious CEO headline here. Uh, Yeah, there there was a Game Informer story I read like a long time ago, um, which you can probably find online still, but I think it was called like Why Games Go Bad. And uh, it was kind of interesting because like, you know, you would you would think your, your knee jerk reaction when you play a bad game, you're like, wow, these, um, these developers just are bad at their job. Like that's the only explanation for this, but really it it has a lot to do with publisher and, um, management. Um, so they kind of give the example, they're like, Hey, so we're making an RTS and, um, you know, a publisher could very easily just come in and just say, hey, uh, so RTSs aren't in right now. Can you make it a platformer? And then they say, no, no, we can't make it a platformer. And they're like, yes, really, you're going to make this a platformer. <laughs> and Or what if it was like, hey, let's make an RTS. And then they were like, wait, no, turn that into a third person game. Wait, no, turn that into an FPS there you go. <laughs> and then maybe you'd wind up with something like Halo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, hey. See, they just need happened. to change things one more time and it would have been great. <laughs> Apparently, you have to change things more than once in the dev cycle uh, to get a really good game. Otherwise, you might, you might deal with uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just tried to shoehorn in the fact that we're talking about Halo, which oh yeah, I did I did announce that. Never mind. Yeah, that's okay. No, but I mean most people wouldn't have known that that was a RTS at one time. So Yes. 
Um, story I threw in here. Um, yes, and thank you for doing that because I, I also <laughs> I also witnessed this happen. Yeah, this is really exciting. So um, due to uh, uh, immediate and sort of uh, like three nanoseconds after they announced something, there was an incredible amount of backlash. <laughs> yeah, which which is kind of surprising. So Microsoft announced that they were going to be doubling the price of Xbox Live. And yeah, Xbox Live Gold. So yeah, and uh, Microsoft has, you know, within the day, basically turned around and said, okay, no, we're not doing this anymore. Um, and uh, they're going to try and make free-to-play games uh, not require. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No Xbox Live Gold membership because right now, if you want to play Fortnite on your Xbox, you can download that for free. But without an Xbox Live membership you actually can't play that game online. Yeah. So uh, you can on Nintendo Switch, you can on uh, PlayStation, no, uh, you know, Nintendo Switch Online or PlayStation Plus membership uh, respectively required. So um, I think this is a good move. I think honestly, as consoles are, you know, scraping up against becoming just sort of these portable uh, PCs that you hook up to your TVs, I, I think it makes less and less sense for uh, a subscription model. Um, now, I really like what Nintendo's doing, how they give you sort of, you know, access to additional content, but not actually charging for online specific. Well, okay, uh, you got me. Yep, you got me. Okay, <laughs> Nintendo does actually charge for playing online. So. No, that's, that's not what I was, that's not what I was making my face and pointing my finger about. Uh-huh you get games with gold. Yes. And you do get games from PSN as yes. well for paying for paying for uh, PlayStation Online. So you get the same, essentially you get the same stuff that you get from Nintendo, kind of, but it costs more money. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you compare it directly to Nintendo, they have... They actually they 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 don't really have like communication even half as good as what Xbox and or you know Sony and Microsoft have um, as far as like the party systems and being able to chat and all of that stuff. It's like uh, technically exists in the Nintendo Online app on your smartphone. And it's it's really less than ideal. I've only ever done it that one time, I think, with you. Yeah, Animal when, Crossing. Animal Crossing, like, in the first couple of days. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we could have just got on Discord and probably had better audio quality. Yeah, I noticed it was, well, at least back then, it was just a little skippy on the audio. Like, it was yeah. fine most of the time, but it would just hiccup every once in a while. Um yeah, what Nintendo does have going for them, though, is the fact that they're only charging $20 for the year. Yes. And you get a bunch of NES and SNES games. That's very digestible to me. I'll pay that. Oh, yeah. 20 bucks, like, no like no thought about it. Um, I'll just let it auto-renew at 20 bucks. But, like, the $60 annual subscriptions for PSN and for Xbox Live... That's when I usually try to like find a deal for something so that I don't let it auto renew on my card. Yeah, I think I did just cancel my PlayStation Plus, or I'm, I am not allowing it to auto renew yeah. this year. So I I did that up until 
uh, after Star Wars Squadrons came out last year, so that I could play with a buddy of mine on PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, so we have a Super Mario themed Animal Crossing event coming in March. Yeah. They, I mean, they, they've just kind of alluded to it. They don't have any specifics that are in there um, that I'm aware of. But I'm looking forward to it. Th- that was some of my favorite stuff in the old uh, Animal Crossing games is getting all the Nintendo stuff. Yes. Um, so not specifically Super Mario stuff because I love the R-Wing from Star Fox 64. I like the, the model from Star Fox 64 in, um, I think it was in New Leaf. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and all the other Nintendo stuff. Like I have this, uh, this Samus suit that I can wear. There's the Link suit. And <laughs> I don't know, like all kinds of different stuff. The, the wallpapers, the, the, the rotating like fire bar. Yeah. Thing. The fire bar. I was going to say that was the um, one that I remember that yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a new leaf, but I thought it was in the original. Yeah. It, was a new also. Leaf. yeah. yeah it, it might've been in the original as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the mushrooms and the the red shells and the green shells and coins and the the warp pipe, um, yeah, all that stuff. So I hope that all of that makes a return because basically, like that's how I that's how I would deck out my house in Animal Crossing with all this Nintendo stuff. And then in New Horizons, I had to be so much more adult and just like really decorate a house. Yeah, where I didn't just get to throw a bunch of Nintendo memorabilia all over the place i I did though make my basement arcade i was gonna say you don't have to you know i mean it just seems you don't have to but but yeah so i'm i'm glad to see that some of this will be coming and it you know i i've fallen back away from animal crossing i imagine this will pull me right back in so i think they're the timing of this stuff uh they're doing it pretty well so kudos to nintendo Let's see here. What do we got after the Mario themed stuff? Oh, oh, that's right. Some sad news. <laughs> Is it sad? So I think so. Cause at first when I heard about this, I was like, oh, it's okay. It might not be so bad. Cause maybe they'll still be able to do their own thing. And then I read further into it and I'm like, oh, it doesn't sound like they're going to keep being able to do their own thing. So vicarious visions the, the the most recent developers of the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 game, uh, the remake, and they also made the Crash Bandicoot remasters, they have now merged into Blizzard. So what I thought of at first was, oh, Activision, I think, do they publish Tony Hawk? Wait, no. Was that never, wait, did Neversoft? No, Activision... They published, Neversoft developed, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, possibly. That sounds So right. in the back of my mind, I'm like, ah, it's okay, I guess, because, I mean, they're they're coming into the Activision family. Maybe they can still make Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 remake. Uh-huh. Fingers crossed, please. Hopefully that can happen. Uh, but no, it looks like they're fully just getting absorbed uh, into working on Blizzard stuff. So unless they're making Overwatch 3 Pro Skater, then (laughs) I don't know what is going on or why they would do this. Um, I mean, I don't know. They could maybe make uh, Diablo Pro Skater. (laughs) 
Yeah, I you know it, it, they could divide it up, um, but I think chances are I think to, uh, Blizzard needs some help, honestly, on their stuff. Um, yeah, I think, uh, when I was when I played the like one or two rounds of Overwatch that I actually played in this past two weeks um, with a friend of mine, he I think he said something about how he saw Overwatch Two is being like definitely not going to be released this year. Bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just their more recent stuff, like their um, Warcraft uh, 3 Reforged um, and uh, a few other projects just have not been sort of well-received. So I'd like to see Blizzard sort of return to form and, you know, make some yeah. great games again. So maybe, and Vicarious Visions, they make good stuff. So maybe... They do. Yeah, I still haven't uh, haven't played their Crash Bandicoot remaster. Um, but I also didn't really play a lot of Crash Bandicoot growing up. And no, me neither. It's a, uh, it's a little hard for me even today, but. <laughs> All right. Next, uh, loosely video game related to video game movie. So Kevin Hart is going to be starring in the Borderlands movie as Roland and Roland was the soldier in the first Borderlands game. So. I have, I have no expectations for this movie to be good. No. Yeah, because um, most video game movies aren't good. But I don't know. We'll see. It it could uh, it could surprise me. It's funny. I think the best video game movie isn't specifically about a video game, um, but uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, it's, that's it's basically a video game movie. Like yeah, trying to conform to the story of a video game and do all kinds of weird things to destroy the plot and the characters. <laughs> it, it's kind of like um, how Ready Player One is a video game movie, but not of a specific video game. But yeah, 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 I would agree. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it looks like Kate uh, Blanchett is Lilith. And uh, is anyone else listed in this? Uh, not that I can see. But, yeah, no matter what, I'm going to see it for sure. I love the Borderlands games. Um, I mean, it can't be any worse than Doom. <laughs> and you liked Doom, kind of. Well, I loved the game. The, I mean, the movie was bad, but also, I don't know. I, I still find it somewhat endearing, but yeah. it's bad. <laughs> um, all right, last thing on the list. I I forgot that it was this time of year and that this was even still happening. Um, so Rocket League, uh, they have a new game mode rolling out uh, for the Super Bowl, and it is a four-on-four match with an actual American football on the field instead <laughs> of a soccer ball. And uh, touching the football attaches it to the roof of your car, making that car the ball carrier. And anyone who touches the ball becomes the ball carrier, which means players can set up a cool pass to a team or somebody can steal the football. So anyway, I don't know. I think this is going to be kind of weird. Uh, it's going to be available February 2nd through February 8th. Um, I'd like to log in and check it out. Yeah, but 
I, I definitely don't think it's going to have the same appeal or be as fun as uh, the vanilla version of the game. Yeah, I, and if have you ever like messed with the mutators in uh, Rocket League too? Really? Just yeah, making the ball smaller and changing the physics of it and stuff. And no, it, it's just uh, yeah, they have some things where I played like the basketball mode and I played the hockey mode. Yeah. Well, I mean, this sounds kind of dumb and it sounds kind of exciting to me. So I have to at least try this just to see what this is like. I definitely want to check it out for sure. Yeah. All right. That is the end of the news. Um, Anything we should wrap up before we get in the time machine? I don't think so. I think it's time to go back to 2001. All right, then, listeners, strap yourselves in. We're getting in the time machine, and we're going to be going back to November 15th, 2001 for the release of Halo Combat Evolved for the Microsoft Xbox. Uh, So we're stepping on in that time machine. And we have arrived. It really does sound like November 15th, 2001 right now, because on that radio that always seems to be everywhere we land, (laughs) and it always somehow is playing the number one song of that day, uh, it's Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. Gotcha. Um. Also released this month here in November of 2001 is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, the movie. Um, Ah, okay. Yes, Yes. the movie, not the (laughs) book. I should have specified. So yeah, that that was just released. And hey, also, one of my favorite movies ever was just released this month and I didn't even know it yet. I didn't get to see it until next year. Uh, And that's the movie... Amelie, or where it was actually released is Le Fabuleux Destin d'Amelie Poulon. Amazing. <laughs> uh, also, this month we had Monsters Inc. come out and some Shallow Hal. Man, I love Jack Black. Um, also, w- along with the release of the Microsoft Xbox, uh, just a couple days after the release, Uh, We're about to see the Nintendo GameCube release in North America. And actually, I think only a few days ago, it was released in Japan um, with Luigi's Mansion. And as far as other albums, or sorry, music albums go, uh, this month, we also got the wonderful album titled Britney from Britney Spears, Laundry Service from Shakira, I Get Wet (laughs) from Andrew W.K., uh, Misunderstood by Pink, and a couple self-titled albums from Smash Mouth and Hoobastank. Man, Hoobastank. That yeah. is a name. That is, that is a real name. I think they hail from Sacramento, California. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, now that we're here, let's talk about Halo Combat Evolved. And I know we started we started to cover this, but I don't know if we decided... Um, what order do you want to do this in? Um, I can kick it off. All right. And then I will, uh, I'll, I'll do that next piece that I just highlighted. Cool. 
1997, Bungie was comprised uh, around 15 people working in South Chicago, Illinois, or uh, uh, I was going to I was thinking of Missouri. Where is Missouri? Missouri. <laughs> uh, anyway, never mind. Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Uh, during development of Myth 2 Soul Blighter, a group of three began a science fiction real-time strategy game, or RTS, if you will, uh, with a focus on realistic physics simulations and three-dimensional terrain. Early versions of the game used the Myth engine and an isometric perspective. Uh, the project had, <clears throat> had the working title Monkey Nuts, then blam after project lead Jason Jones could not bring himself to tell his mother, the original name. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Experimenting with, excuse me, uh, experimenting with ways of controlling units. Bungie added a mode that attached the camera to individual units perspective. The vantage point continually moved closer to the units as the developers realized it would be more fun for players to drive the vehicles than have the computer do it. In controlling the vehicle, uh, just just that double tactile nature of load a dude in, get a dude out, (laughs) hands on the steering wheel, it was like, this shouldn't be an RTS game. Bungie founder Alex Seropian? <clears throat> recall like European. Um, by mid 1998, the game had it become a third person shooter. <laughs> so, uh, Peter Tempt, Tempte, Tempte, <laughs> Tempt. Yeah, yeah, I almost wanted to say Damali, even though there's no L. <laughs> yeah, kind of looks like Damali. <laughs> uh, Bungie's then executive vice president used his contacts from former position at Apple to get. Uh, Joseph Staten and Jason Jones, an audience with the CEO, Steve Jobs. Jobs, impressed, agreed to debut the game at the wor- um, to the world at the 1999 Macworld Conference and Expo. Uh, anticipation built for the unknown Bungie game after favorable reviews from industry journalists and non-disclosure agreements at Electronics Entertainment Expo 1999. AKA E3. E3. <laughs> Days before the Macworld announcement, uh, Blam still did not have a permanent title. Uh, possible names had included the Santa Machine, uh, Solopsis, <laughs> the Crystal Palace, Hard Vacuum, Star Maker, and Star Shield. Star Shield's pretty good. <laughs> Hard Vacuum. <laughs> Uh, Bungie hired a a branding firm that came up with the name Covenant, but Bungie artist uh, Paul Russell suggested a few alternatives, including Halo. Uh, Though some did not like the name, likening it to something uh, religious or uh, a woman's shampoo, (laughs) Uh, designer Marcus Leto said it described enough about what our intent was for the universe in a way that created a sense of mystery. In, on July 21st, 1999, during the Macworld Conference and Expo, Jobs announced that Halo would be released for macOS and Windows simultaneously. Interesting. Um, the story premise at this point involved a human transport starship that crash lands on a mysterious ring world. 
early versions of the Covenant aliens appear in great numbers to loot what they can and war erupts between them and the humans. Uh, unable to match the technology advanced alien race, the humans resort to guerrilla warfare. At this point, Bungie promised an open world uh, game with terrain that reacted and deformed uh, from explosions. Uh, persistent environment details such as uh, spent shell casings and variable weather, none of which made it into the final product. These early versions featured Halo-specific fauna that later dropping, later dropped following de uh, design difficulties and the creature's detraction from the surprise appearance of the Flood. Um, the Master Chief was simply known as the Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible idea. Anyway, uh, when cyborg, <laughs> when Halo was shown at E3 June 2000, it was still a third-person shooter. All right, I'm going to jump in with the move to Xbox. Uh, Bungie's financial situation during Halo's development was precarious. Ahead of Myth 2 Soul Blighter's release, Bungie was surviving from its predecessor sales and had missed release dates. A glitch that caused Myth 2 to wipe the contents of the directory it was installed to was discovered only after 200,000 copies had been produced uh, for the December 1998 launch. Man, at that time, that's awful. Yeah, that you can't just, really bad. You can't just patch it. <laughs> no. Um, so let's see. Bungie recalled the copies and issued a fix, costing the company $800,000. As a result, Bungie sold a share of the company and publishing rights to Take-Two Interactive. Still facing financial difficulties, pardon me, uh, Bungie's Tante, Tamale, uh, <laughs> contacted Ed Fries, uh, the head of Microsoft Game Studios, about a possible acquisition. Fries was working on developing the software lineup for Microsoft's first game console, the Xbox. Fries negotiated an agreement with Take-Two Interactive wherein Microsoft gained Bungie and the rights to Halo, while Take-Two kept the Myth and Oni properties. Uh, Jones and Seropian pitched the purchase to the rest of Bungie as the way they could shape the future of a new game console. Microsoft announced its acquisition of, uh, sorry, announced its acquisition of Bungie on June 19th, 2000. Halo was now uh, to be the tentpole launch for the Xbox. In less than a year, Bungie had to turn Halo from a loose collection of ideas into a shipping product uh, on an unproven console. The, uh, to make players feel more connected to the action, Jason Jones pushed for turning the game's perspective from third person to first person. A key concern was making sure the game played well on the Xbox's gamepad. At the time, first person shooters on consoles were rare. Uh, they were rare. That's funny. Rare developed. Goldeneye. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, now I just lost my place. Uh, they were rare. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I'm so close. I'm so sorry. Um, designer Jamie Griezmer. Wait, Gre yeah, Griezmer, uh, spearheaded the effort to adapt Halo to the gamepad. Griezmer worked on the uh, worked on the code that tried to discern player intent and to assist the player's movement and aiming without being obvious. The game buffered player inputs so that the result was the, the desired player movement rather than the movement players were actually making. Uh, other Bungie projects were scrapped and their teams absorbed into Halo uh, into the rush to complete it. 
Griezmer said that that after the Bungie team moved to Microsoft's campus in Redmond, Washington, he'd been so busy he did not unpack his belongings for six months. The designers prototyped encounters and enemy AI on the sandbox level B30. The success of the gameplay of the small chunk of the game energized them, and B30 became the silent cartographer, the fourth mission. Um, that is a good level. Uh, Bungie cut features drastically to make the release date. The open world plans were scrapped, and it became clear that the lengthy planned campaign was not feasible. Uh, Staten, or yeah, Staten described his uh, resulting role as putting the story. <laughs> sorry, as putting story duct tape over gaps that appeared uh, to smooth them over. To save time, Leto floated an idea of reusing campaign levels. Glowing directional arrows were added after the playtesters got lost. Oh, man, that, that was good because I get lost. Um, Microsoft game writers Eric Troutman and Brandon Boren uh, performed last-minute rewrites to improve the game's script a week before voiceover sessions were not being allowed. Wait. A week before voiceover sessions while not being allowed to view the game itself. Uh, the campaign cutscenes came in so late that the composer, Martin O'Donnell, had to score them in only three days. An online multiplayer component was dropped because Xbox Live would not be ready. Only four months before its release... It was decided that the multiplayer was still not fun, so it was scrapped and rebuilt from scratch, using team members who moved from the defunct Bungie West team after completing Oni. Uh, some personnel took to sleeping in the office for the last few months to make sure the game made its deadline. Wow. That's uh, some crunch right there. Um, let's see here. Um... Sorry, I skipped ahead a little bit. So, uh, reception. Uh, Halo received universal acclaim, according to the review aggregator Metacritic, uh, based on reviews from 68 professional critics. Um, was this STE Currens <laughs> review? Yeah. Anyway, I don't know uh, if that's a typo or if that's real. Yeah. Obviously. Well, if we're going to say Curran, Curran's yeah, Curran. review for <laughs> Edge praised the game as the most important launch game for any console ever. I can generally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and commented, GoldenEye was still the standard for multiplayer console combat. It has been surpassed. Uh, GameSpot claimed that Halo's single-player game is worth picking up for an Xbox alone, concluding not only is this easily the best of the Xbox launch games, but it's easily one of the best shooters ever on any platform. IGN remarked similarly, calling Halo a can't-miss, no-brainer, sure-thing, five-star, triple-A game. Uh, All-game editor Jonathan Licata praised Bungie for doing a remarkable job with Halo, taking many successful elements from previous standouts in the genre to make one very playable game. Among the specific aspects that reviewers praised were the balance of weapons, the role of drivable, <laughs> the role of drivable vehicles, and artificial intelligence of enemies. The game received numerous Game of the Year awards, including those of the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences, Electronic Gaming Monthly, Edge, and IGN. GameSpot named Halo the third best console game of 2001, and it won the publication's annual Best Xbox Game. 
and among console games, best shooting game awards. Uh, it was runner up in the best sound category. Uh, the British Academy of Film and Television Artists awarded Halo best console game. And the Rolling Stone presented it uh, with best original soundtrack award. According to Xbox.com, the game received at least 48 awards. And I really like this next session section here because uh, it was the, the claim, the acclaim was not necessarily universal. So although Halo's overall reception was largely positive, the game received criticism for its level design. GameSpy commented, you'll trudge through countless hallways and control rooms that all look exactly the same, fighting identical looking groups of enemies over and over. It is simply frustrating to see a game with such groundbreaking sequences and often uh, too often degenerate into this sort of mindless repetitive action. Similarly, an article on GameStudios.org remarked, in the latter part of the game, the scenarios rely on repetition and quantity rather than innovativeness and quality. Eurogamer concluded, Halo is very much a game of two halves. The first half is fast, exciting, beautifully designed, and constantly full of surprises. The second half is festooned with gobsmacking plot twists and great cinematics, but let down by repetitive paint by the numbers level design. Uh, Halo was released prior to the launch of Xbox Live and the lack of both online multiplayer and bots to simulate human players was criticized by GameSpy. In 2003, GameSpy included Halo in the list of top 25 most overrated games of all time. Ouch. Um, Halo has been praised um, as one of the greatest video games of all time and is ranked by IGN as the fourth best first-person shooter made. The game's popularity led to labels such as Halo Clone and Halo Killer applied to games either similar or anticipated to be better than it. There's one game that on the PS3 that was called Haze. That was supposed to be, I remember that being labeled the, the Halo Killer. That was going to be... That Killzone was also a Halo Killer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was it, Killzone probably came the closest as far as being a good game, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I never I never played Haze. Um, all right, and lastly, the overview. So, the United Nations Space Command or the UNSC uh, develops a secret program to create augmented super soldiers known as Spartans. More than 20 years before the beginning of the game, a technologically advanced collective of alien races called the Covenant begins a holy war against humanity, declaring them an affront to their gods. The UNSC Pillar of Autumn emerges from the uh, slip space to find a huge ring, a halo, if you will, floating in space. The main character, Master Chief Petty Officer John 117. What the hell? I did not know Petty Officer John was Master Chief's name. I mean... A lot of people think his name is Halo, but oh, the officer, John. Anyway, uh, so he's aboard the Pillar of Autumn when the ship comes under attack by the Covenant. John, which I, I'm just going to have to call Master Chief John all the time now. Uh, John 117 evacuates the doomed ship for the service of Halo to protect Autumn's artificial intelligence, Cortana. She carries highly sensitive military information, which would prove disastrous if she were captured by the Covenant. With the UNSC Marines by his side, Cortana providing direction, and his assault rifle ready and loaded. 
John 117 sets, <laughs> sets to finding out the mysteries of the halo and defeat, sorry, defeating the covenant. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a bit about halo. Yeah. There's but a, now, there's a lot of sort of stuff to unpack there. Um, John, but, John, <laughs> well, any officer, John, <laughs> it's like um it's like when miyamoto you know disclosed um mario and luigi's last name mario 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 and luigi mario (laughs) yeah i mean i'm sorry but i already knew that because the super mario brothers movie yeah (laughs) which that's also another bad video game movie and just to make another connection to we uh, mentioned at uh sort of um, Ed Freeze that was uh, working at Microsoft he, as a little connection. He was also uh, the one trying oh, to bring. Freeze. I said fries. It's, uh, it could be either. We can say no, fries. It's, it's, it's probably it, freeze. It's, it looks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It could be fries. It's it's spelled like fries. It's anyway. probably freeze though. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, he um, was working with Tim Schafer to get bring Psychonauts to the Xbox also. So linking to oh, hey. earlier episodes. So anyway, that guy was yeah. responsible for a lot of those early Xbox titles. Unfortunately, Psychonauts was getting was more pushed to the yeah, end of that the was, Xbox. Yeah, that was definitely the end. The yeah. end of the Xbox era. It was like came out the same year that the 360 came out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Microsoft wanted it on 360. But this is not about psychonauts it's about halo yeah so let's Um, see what's what's your your take your experience back here in 2001 or or if it's not 2001 the time that you like played it the first time so i have to preface it's kind of i think it bears repeating you know in 2021 with you know shooters are are still a very popular genre i still think yes and i i still think that this is one of the best shooters of all time and it's really the you know the one that sort of pioneered the control scheme that you know of analog sticks you know there's a reason now when you play a shooter that the control sticks you know sort of your left stick does your movement forward back strafe left right and then your right stick controls the camera's view before that and even a little while after this that was not the case you know yeah, it, it wasn't standard yes and in some games like your your look was inverted and you couldn't you couldn't change that yeah <laughs> i think i think goldeneye got it halfway there because the the your 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 joystick that controlled your movement it just didn't except uh, for uh, or you could change your control scheme to the way that i did it and the c buttons controlled your forward backward and strafe and no. the control stick was to look yeah, I just I realized. can't go back and play that na- that way now. Yeah, but that was the way I used to play it. Yeah, I just realized on Golden I was half right. It did, the left and right didn't control your strafe. You needed the C buttons to do your strafe left and right. You were, you turned whenever you turned the joystick left or right on the on yeah, Golden. Well, I think there are so many different ways that you could configure it though. Yeah, yeah, agreed. That yeah. Anyway, but past this point, like a, a year or two after, it's like if. If you didn't have this joystick control scheme, you were you were messing up. You yeah, were doing if, the wrong. if you if you weren't copying what Halo did, then you were not doing the right thing with a controller and an FPS. Yeah, and you, you know the first time I played was I I played with my cousin who was the only person that I knew that got an Xbox like at launch. Um, yeah, 
And this console was just so different. You know, it had a hard drive in it. Yeah, it had a hard drive. And which I thought was so weird. There was like, I, I remember asking where, you know, you don't have a memory card in this thing. So it's yeah. on a hard drive. You don't need a memory card. You can put a memory card in, but you don't need yeah. it. I was um, like, so wait, but like, you can't take your save games to your friend's house because it's in your console. And why do your why are your cables in two pieces? Why is there an adapter to plug your controller into the front of this thing? It was the weirdest yeah, thing. The breakaway cable, exactly. Um, so, um, anyway, I I remember playing with him and driving the warthog and learning how to drive the warthog, and that's kind of how I learned how to control the thing. Um, because even to this day, they don't really make vehicles control like they do in Halo. Like I, I think it's great. I think it's it's kind of intuitive once you kind of understand yeah. you're going to go wherever you look. But yeah, uh, I I really I don't know. Like I I I. I think I had the same type of feeling like that I thought it was weird at first, but I love it now. Like I love driving the the warthog and other vehicles in this game. I mean, in a way, now that I think about it, since we were talking about the the sticks and what controls your movement and your look, they just copied it from your player controls onto the warthog. Yeah. That forward it's and just that it's not like immediate the way that it is when you're in first person perspective. Yes. You just have to take the time to let the tires turn and change yeah. where you're going. Which I really like. I, I think it's it's kind of fun. So, and I didn't play LAN. I know a lot of people played LAN. I know that that was a very popular way to play Halo, but back in the day, I, I did not play that way. I I didn't know what an ethernet cable was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't going to happen. I didn't even own the Xbox. If I owned the Xbox, it'd probably be a different thing. Yeah. But, uh, what about you? Um, so for me, when this game first came out, um, it wasn't it wasn't totally on my radar because also at the time, like, so this is 2001. We've already had an episode about Half-Life and we all know how I love Half-Life. And I, so I was already having LAN parties with Half-Life. I was already like super big into FPS games on PC. So this game wasn't really on my radar because I was like, oh, wow, consoles are finally getting a good FPS game. Like, ooh, big deal. Um so I I was not like I was not into this at the time. Um, I have since learned that I was wrong <laughs> to not care. Um, but the first person that that I actually knew in real life who owned an Xbox and had Halo was a friend of mine who was an exchange student from Germany. Um, he was here in the u.s and picked up you know of course the u.s xbox and one day that i went to go pick him up uh to go hang out for a little while he was like hey man come in here check this out and uh, i sat down and played a little bit of halo with him i at the time also i don't know i was so like I was so obnoxious when I think about myself back then. I mean, I guess I wasn't really obnoxious, but like just like the mentality of like how like this, there's no way that this can stand up to what I already have on my PC. So like, it's like, Oh cool. Like, yeah, I played a little bit of it, whatever. Like, I guess this is fun for you. Um, But yeah, like I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have a ton of interest in it until, until 2004. So 
I think 2004 is what really started in some ways. I, I guess that was my first time of like deciding like, well, maybe I should get an Xbox because there's stuff on it that like I'm missing out on. Like, yo, you know what? It might've been Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, That might've been actually what, what brought me towards the Xbox when I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll get one finally. So I got a used one, got a decent deal on it, um, and picked up Halo. And like, you know, uh, among a couple other games later, but um, I was living with a friend of mine at the time and he and I were both PC, like big PC gamers at the time, but I was like, Hey man, like play, why don't you come play co-op? Cause like we can, we can actually both play this together through the entire story on the same TV and on the same console. So, cause he also really wasn't into console games and I'm like, Hey, like this, this will be fun. We don't have to like network our computers. We don't have to do a bunch of crap. Like we can just go in the living room and just play this game. Um, and we didn't, we played all the way through and we had a really good time. So I got to the party late in thinking Halo was fun and like brushed it off at first. Um, so yeah, had, had a lot of fun with that. And then I had heard about the tunneling thing that you could do with the GameSpy service. So I connected my Xbox to my PC in like in one of the two network ports that I had on my PC and then my PC was connected to the internet and I was running the GameSpy client so that basically it, it virtually put you on the same local network as other Xboxes. So I was able to play online as like a local multiplayer uh, with the original Halo against other people who were way better than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was like, that was such a cool experience where I was like, wait a second, like I can play a local LAN game on the internet if I connect this to my computer. That's amazing. Yeah. And I wonder like how many would they get you? Would you be like in 16 player games or like things like I that? Mean, it, or would... it just, it depends on how quickly whoever was hosting would start playing or how long they wanted to wait for people to show up. I see. Because you have no way to know if anyone's going to join. Okay. So like half the time, it's like if you get one or two other consoles that join, it's like let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't I didn't play that a ton. Like I, I did it, you know, for the novelty, and like I said, I wasn't that good compared to all the other folks because by this time it was two thousand four. This game came out in two thousand one, and hell, I think Halo Two was probably already out. What when did Halo Two come out? Oh, good question. I think it was probably two thousand three. I think so. Yeah, so I, I actually, I never used Xbox Live on my original Xbox. 2004, uh, sorry. Oh, okay, so 2004. So, it, so it's possible that I was doing this before Halo 2 came out. Um, yeah, and I, I, I did not play Halo on Xbox Live until Halo 3, um, when that released later. Um, but anyway, so yeah, 2000, 2001, this particular time that we have time traveled back to, um, I was very ignorant to Halo. Um, but yeah, so that was that was then um, for what we were doing. Um, now let's let's talk about some of the things we really enjoyed in this game, like the soundtrack. That's it's oh, 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 oh. anyway. Um, 
Yeah, it's so good. The da, 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 da. Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I I'm just happening. I happen to be pulling up a, a basically the soundtrack right now, and I I think it's definitely worth just like look up on YouTube, just listen to it for a little bit different it's, parts. Yeah, it's so and, good. Now it's now it's just playing in my head. <laughs> yeah, I just think of those jazzy like sort of like burner like it's sort of the jazz sort of starts to pick it or the bass starts to drop into the level you're just like i my, it was actually visibly bobbing my head while playing the game i was like yeah this is sweet like <laughs> so i don't know i don't know i don't know what exactly about the music it's just good yeah no it's 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 very well composed um and so you and i played through this together uh start to finish we played it uh master chief collection um, 95% of the game I played in the original graphics. Yeah. Um, which on the Master Chief Collection doesn't look too bad. Um, I, I, I actually ended up, I didn't even turn on my original Xbox at all during this time because I was enjoying playing the Master Chief version so much. Yeah. And we didn't play on Legendary. We didn't do anything crazy. We just no, kind of played just on normal. wanted to get through, get through the story. And, you know, it is fun to play on Heroic, you know, or uh, Legendary through different playthroughs, but it is kind of a different way of playing the game. And yeah. we kind of just wanted to get through this as easily as possible. But <laughs> sorry, it just occurred to me that we could call it the Petty Officer John 117 Collection. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> Instead of the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> so much catchier. It's better. Um, but I uh, mean... We got through it pretty quick. I, I think we were really surprised that we had like kind of yeah taken out half the game in like a night. In, in yeah, in like one sitting, we just like blew through half the game. We're like, oh, really? Wow, that was that was a lot faster than we thought it was going to be. Um, but it was it was good. Um, so though it had been a long time since I had experienced this, because really the last time that I had played through this game was in two thousand four. Um, so when we just played through it last week, um, the library is not as bad as I feel like everyone says it is. Um, but again, we played it on normal. Um, it probably would have been way more irritating. Not actually, no, not probably. It would have been way more irritating on harder difficulties. Um, but playing through normal on co-op, it was, it was totally doable. Yeah, I'm I'm almost tempted. I'm like, should we just fire up play it on legendary just so we can pull our hair out for <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's all right. I I'll I'll believe it. Um yeah, the library I think it was just repetitive because you had to like literally wait for like nine different doors to open. Um so that and like let like finish letting the flood chase after you and like mm-hmm. smack him with the butt of your gun and yeah, because ammo is a problem. Can be a problem in that yeah. level, and uh, you know. But uh, I, I think in the Master Chief Collection, I think it was tweaked a little bit. Um, yeah. So I've just but maybe it, maybe it wasn't quite as bad in this version as the original. Yeah, I just feel like the only way I'd ever know is if I fired up um, Halo on the Xbox. Which um, right, well, let's get that. Let's get uh, that GameSpy client going. Yeah. Actually, nowadays, it's X-Link Kai for those who are interested. If you would like to play the original Halo online on Xbox, 
you can. Just search for X-Link Kai. X-L-I-N-K-K-A-I. <laughs> or you could play the Master Chief Collection. That's another way to do it. So. That too. But I'm saying if you want to use original hardware and yeah. do System Link <laughs> with with your Halo disc, um, then yeah, you could do that. Um, what else we got here? Uh, so I... I am really impressed with how balanced it is in multiplayer. Um, the way that you can you can skirmish some with somebody for for quite a while, like you can fight with another person for what feels like an eternity and have a really tense like back and forth with someone, um, as opposed to something like if you're going toe-to-toe with somebody in a game like call of duty it's like blam one shot oh you're dead whereas here it's like you've got to burn through their shield and you can't have used all of your ammo yet because then they can come back at you when you're reloading and they don't have a shield. like there's 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 so so much more of a game of cat and mouse it feels like uh in halo multiplayer than some of the other like mainline shooters yeah, and I, I noticed something like with the uh, I think assault rifle is that what it was called the the uh, the which one burst shot or not burst shot not burst shot yeah that's the assault rifle that's the assault rifle like you're gonna you're gonna empty a clip you know oh, yeah. uh, basically trying to kill somebody but you need to make sure that most of the bullets in that clip like ninety five percent of them actually end up in the player or they're not gonna die. Yeah, or uh, if you spray and pray, hope that you're close enough that their shield has gone down and then you can just smack them in the face. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there are also situations where I didn't get the drop on another player because we played online. Yeah, we did. we did. That's right, we did play this online. That was that was super fun. And I, I still you know, lost that battle, even though I got the drop on them yep. and I was firing like crazy. They just you know, were a little bit more accurate. Maybe you got a few more shots in my head than I did. So, yeah. And you know, I, I guarantee that that player was like one shot away from death at that point. But <laughs> you know, um, not every battle is guaranteed. So I, I, yeah, I really, you know... I, I do find that really annoying playing something like a Call of Duty and it's literally just like one shot, you you blink and you're dead, you know. So Yeah. Yeah. And and also just in general, like the the gameplay loop is really tight. Like it feels really good. Um yep. there's I I think this is the game that everyone talks about when I hear the quote of like the 30 seconds of fun type thing, where it's like it really focuses on like like focused fun like battle interaction like at least for 30 seconds and then do a little bit of exploring and then have another fun like 30 second battle and then kind of go back off and like you're you know you're going around go to the next place you get there another group and like another at least 30 second battle it's like um yeah it's the the way that it that it recycles that is really great i like yeah. I, I feel like it's very well paced overall and I think Halo really shines when you have sort of the open levels with like vehicles and, you know, you oh, can fly, vehicles. fly your Banshee around and tank battles and stuff. I think that's the more, when you're in the tighter corridors, it's at least in the single player. I mean, it's still, you know, it's fun, but it's not the bread and butter, I think. Yeah, I agree. The, I mean, the stuff, 
the vehicles, man, the vehicles are so much fun. Like that's, those are all of my favorite segments of the single player campaign is when I get to be in the warthog or when I get to drive, it's the scorpion, right? The tank. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I loved, I loved driving the tank around. Um, you get to fly around in the, the, the ghost. Wait, is it, wait, which one's the ghost? Is the ghost the one on the ground? I, I believe hovers? the Banshee is the one that flies. Yes. Um, okay. So, I mean, the, the ghost is still really fun to pilot. Um, it, it kind of feels like a floaty motorcycle that shoots. Yes. Um, and then, yeah. And then the Banshee, um, I'm probably the worst with the Banshee. Um, but it's still a lot of fun. Like it's, it, it scratches that itch for me that games like Battlefield does, but at a smaller scale. Um, cause like actually around, around this time, I was really into Battlefield 1942, um, which obviously had a lot more, uh, like a lot more players online, but I don't know, like the, I feel like the, the actual design and the feel of the vehicles, um, in the way that they control the amount of damage that they give, um, and the, the, the ways to like strategize taking some of them down, um, or a lot of fun. I think it's very, very well done. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I, I love those moments too, where um, you sort of have the covenant tank, which, or the wraith as they're called. Yeah. Like, I love just like having those daredevil moments. Like I'm going to run up with my assault rifle and I'm going to shoot that tank to death and just jumping around, dodging its shots. It's like, you feel so cool. Like I just took that tank out and, you know, on foot. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't always pay off sometimes you, you know a lot of times you will die in that scenario but when it does it feels good uh do you have a favorite vehicle uh, you know i i do i do like driving the warthog i think yeah. that that's a lot of fun. i just love jumping that thing and avoiding <laughs> yeah. and how it sort of slides around corners i mean it's so good yeah, I think it's also probably my favorite vehicle to drive. And I, I just love, even if I'm not driving, being in the gunner seat and just like, just like holding it down repeatedly, even if I'm not actually shooting anything, just like <laughs> getting the feedback on the controller yeah, and everything. It's just like rumbling away and you're like, yeah, I'm shooting the crap out of everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's good. The unlimited ammunition. There's no. Yes. You don't have to worry uh, about an overheating. Overheating. You just. <laughs> yeah. Just, shoot. Just hold down right trigger and just spray a bunch of lead everywhere. And, and that, you know, I think you know uh, things are a lot more balanced in Halo Two. Like they gave the boost to the Ghost, which makes it a much better vehicle. Yes, um, I do like that. I, I caught myself trying to boost a bunch in the original Halo when we were playing it. And I was like, dang it, that's right. That's not in this game. Yeah. So I, I you know, I think Halo 2 did it better in that sense. But yeah. uh, I mean, uh, this game's cool. I, I really like playing some of those first couple levels, particularly after the uh, sort of the crash landing sequence and playing those in the original graphics. It, it really just kind of takes me back. Um, I wish I could remember what that level was called, but uh, wait, which what thing? 
sort of the, the one right after the pillar of autumn and you're basically uh, it's the second level of the game and you're sort of in that big grassy field. And, oh dang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not, that wasn't a silent cartographer. That was the fourth level. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I know the, I know the level that you're talking about, but I, I do not recall. Um, I believe it, it. They call it arriving on Halo. Um, Got is it. The, is the level because after would be truth and reconciliation. So yes. Um. Oh. Uh. Do you have a favorite weapon in the game? <sighs> well, I mean the the. Okay, it's going to be the shotgun. I mean, it's I I wrote it on here. It says good shotgun on our. <laughs> Like the, the game has a good shotgun. It it does. It feels good. It you know it's it's definitely. I've I'm trained to know when it's effective at range and when it's not. Though you can you know okay I still know okay from this range I'm going to need two or three shots to kill this guy or yeah from this range it's one. But once you understand that that's a it's a amazing amazing weapon. I would say my favorite. Are the plasma grenades? Oh, <laughs> you got me. Weapon, not, I, not gun. Yeah, the yeah. weapon. That's right. Um, oh my god, I love the like the plasma grenades. I think are my favorite weapon in all in all of Halo. Like I love sticking that blue glowing orb on an enemy. It just tickles me so much when I see it stuck to their head, to their arm, their leg. It doesn't matter. They're like, <laughs> and they have it stuck on them and then they just go flying. I especially love when it's like the little guys and it's like, ah, ah, and he like <laughs> runs to his friends and I'm like, yes, kill them all. <laughs> um, like I in in because primarily when I've played multiplayer in this game, it's been Halo 2. Um I just I love the number of times that I've been crying from laughing from sticking people. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the um frag grenades have their place or the fragmentation grenades, yes, as they yes. call them. There, in there. there are they're all right, but the oh, the plasmas. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good for if you want a good bounce. Those uh, but the sticky true those, um, true plasma grenades do not bounce, but they do stick. Yeah. So yeah, the 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 frag grenades are good if you need to bounce it around a corner or something, or bounce it off a rock towards one of them or a group of them. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you have direct line of sight, nothing beats a plasma. Just. And I, I even love just getting real close to them also. Almost like I'm just taken out of my pocket and they're like six inches away from me. And I'm like, here, hold this. And then I run <laughs> away. Um, it's oh my, wow. I think there's a recurring theme with me and grenades. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because in Pavlov, you, like, in Pavlov. <laughs> you stick them in people's faces with the pin. Sneak up behind people and pull the pin and then stick my arm around the front of their face so they just see my grenade in their face. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, those people that are like trying to use their sniper rifle or they've just loaded into the game and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They're like, wait, why is there a hand with a grenade in my face? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. Um, let's see. Uh, what about... Hmm. Do you have a favorite level of Halo? Ooh, you know, that's, um, 
shoot. I just had the levels up so I could, um, I just. Let's see. I know. Like there's only a couple that I remember the name of, mm-hmm. and I think I know what mine is, but I'm going to also see if I can pull up that list. Yeah. So we had the pillar of autumn where you're on the uh, pillar of autumn is sort of escaping the, um, uh, Halo yeah. is the, the IGN has this on their website. They just call it Halo instead of arriving on Halo. Yeah. Uh, silent cartographer. I'm having trouble. Oh, that's right. And there's 343 Guilty Spark. And that's where they have like the 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 poor quality low budget Wheatley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just kept calling him Wheatley. The I know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I was like, shut up, Wheatley. <laughs> a flying Wheatley. Um, let's see. Um, for me, it might be it might be the silent cartographer. Like I really do like that beach section um, and running up there, but I don't know. Maybe actually no, what the uh, the part of the 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 sequence I was just thinking of actually was part of Silent Cartographer as well. There was another another area that I was thinking of. So yeah, I think I think that's mine. Yeah, I would shoot. I I would want to say that you know, sort of arriving on Halo. I want to say that that's like my favorite because it's the most nostalgic. But I actually just I don't really care for that level just because you're kind of going around saving Marines and oh, every time I play it, I'm like I'm not sure where to go next. That that's always sort of what yeah. happens to me. Um, yeah, that's true. So that's going to be a tough one. And I know this is, I haven't given this any thought at all. I know. Sorry so, to put you on the spot out of nowhere with something not in our outline. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with tr- um, f- f- probably that, that one that's on the beach. Is that silent cartographer? Yeah. Silent yeah cartographer. That's the, I was like, Truth yeah, reconciliation. that's, it's just a, so it's got to be one of Halo's best levels, I think. So I, the last level's good. It's just the the problem is that sort of driving sequence was a little frustrating, where you're sort of driving through the pillar of autumn, oh, <laughs> like yeah. getting stuck on things. But yep, but that's a staple, I think. Well, it's at least part of Halo Three. I still haven't beat Halo Two yet. Yeah, um, we're, we're we're working on it, but we'll talk about that. In a little yes, bit. we are. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. Do we have anything else we want to talk about with Halo? Anything we haven't spoken about? I, I think, you know, I definitely encourage anyone to, you know, who has Game Pass on Xbox or PC and they want to play these games, the, you know, uh, Master Chief Collection, even though it's like, it was like a launch title for the Xbox One. Yeah, is, I think so. It's almost like a different game now just because of all the updates. Yeah. It it uh, it definitely was not not super well received when it came out, but now that they've added so much to it, and now you can do um, crossplay multiplayer for all of the different games with yep. Xbox and PC. Uh, you can also match make with you know controllers and keyboards and mice. Like um, it's all open now, so that's. It's great. It's a great way to experience it. And I also, I do love the touch of being able to, like, I don't know what it is on, uh, I don't know what it is on the keyboard to press, but that, like, menu 
button or whatever it is on the Xbox controller, that left button that I, I want to call it select, but I know that it's not select anymore. Um, that button is what allows you to switch back and forth between the like the old graphics and the current graphics. Yeah, on the uh, fly. Uh, I think it's one of the F keys on. Um, I want to say on, on on the on the keyboard, but I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah, it's. I wish it worked on the fly for the cutscenes too. Yes, it does in Halo Two. Oddly, interestingly enough, but. Oh, you're right. That's right. We we discovered that. Uh, but it, yeah, it does not in combat evolved. Yeah. So you kind of have to choose, you know, as you're ending your level, like which experience do you want the anniversary, which was released on 360 or? Yeah. Which that looks really good in Master Chief Collection. Yes. Yeah, it totally does. Um, I still it would recommend playing on a Master Chief Collection because it doesn't run so well, well on the 360 if you do have that sort of gotcha. original game. But um but yeah, just say go experience it. It's I, I I love what the Master Chief Collection is doing. I want that to be successful because we have a lot of fun playing it. As long as yeah, there are other players to experience it with. So yeah, and also if anyone listening is going to play this game for the first time, um, if you can play it split screen or play it online with somebody. Yeah. Um, for me, the biggest biggest selling point and my favorite thing about the halo series is the fact that you can play it co-op um like i'm i'm a huge fan of co-op games in general so the fact that you can go through the entire campaign in two player in two player co-op in this game is awesome and halo 3 introduces four player co-op um which I think there was only, only maybe only that game that had four player. Or there might have been one other Halo game that had four player, but I think everything has gone back now to two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, to be able to get the same story experience with a friend um, really is the best way to get through this game, in in my opinion. Otherwise, I probably never would have finished a Halo game if I was playing it by myself. Um, not that it's not that it's not fun, but in playing it with a friend, it makes it that much more fun. Yeah, totally. Well, anything else? I think it's time to go back to the future. All right. Um, I guess so, man. Now I'm just thinking about all the, all the good times I was having in 2001 around this time. Um, I was I was soon to graduate from high school. Um, getting into getting into shenanigans around this time. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then if that's it, then yes, like you said, we will go back to the future. Uh, and to do that, all of us need to get in the time machine. So again, ladies and gents uh, in the audience, please strap yourselves in as we get into the time machine right now. We have arrived back in uh, 2021. It is January the 28th, and uh, we're we're back. We finished our our time travel to to 2001 to talk about Halo. It was a great time, but now it's time to talk about what we've been playing here in 2021. Um, let's see. Do you want to kick it off with something that we have both have been playing? Yeah, yeah, we've we have some parallels here. Uh, we've been playing yeah. some things together, but um, golf with your friends, as we mentioned earlier in the show, um, yes. also on Game Pass right now. Um, 
So I, I recommend checking it out and uh, I believe it supports crossplay. I, I thought, well, well, I shouldn't say that. Um, I was confused because we played with someone who was playing with a controller. So that's what I was thinking, Xbox. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if it supports it or not. Um, I know the game's also available on Steam. Yes, yeah, that's true. And it's um, it's just, the, the game is so funny. It's just like, like again, it's just, you're you're playing each level and you're just waiting for the next like, you're like, what bullshit course is this game going to throw at me next? <laughs> and the whole game isn't like that. It starts off pretty simple. Like, oh, there's a, a hill or a loop-de-loop. Things that would not be out of place in a normal miniature golf course. Yeah. But soon you'll be, you know, ricocheting off um, yeah. pillars <laughs> and walls and... You know, in some of the more elaborate stages, like in the Worms one, we were flying with jetpacks. Oh, man, that's right. I loved the jetpack ones. Yes. And that was finally where I caught up with you. (laughs) Yeah, you almost beat me. (laughs) Almost. Uh, We we have this running thing that uh, uh, MASH has... uh, yeah, to beat me, but yeah, you keep winning all these it, uh, these rounds of golf with your friends. I don't understand why. I have no experience or practice with this game, but so maybe prof- you're like a pro mini golfer. I guess. I guess. I mean, <laughs> do you? Do you? <laughs> do you? I mean, what's what's your what makes it fun? What what do you like about this game? I think just the fact that it's ridiculous and like, it's, it's also really easy to grasp. Like it's, it's incredibly easy to understand. Um, the, the control isn't deep. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. You can, apparently you can add spin and do other things with the ball as well, which we've not really gotten into. Um, right. So I don't know. It's, it's deeper actually than I give it credit for, but like, it's, like I said, it's incredibly easy to understand. Like, you know, the object of golf is to hit a small ball into a cup. So that's it. You just yeah. find, you just try to find your best path uh, through the very ridiculous courses. Um, and, you know, very well designed courses too. They, they are a lot of fun. Um, there are a lot of elements to them that are, that are the traditional mini golf experience, but then it also like does that times 10. Yeah. And I think the other thing is like, you know, sometimes you're, you you do not feel like playing a first person shooter or something and you just kind of want to chill. And this game is great for that. You know, just kick back, yeah. have a beer or, you know, yeah. Or, I mean, it's, it, it was, it's been great for like, you know, when we've played it to like finish up after something else and then just like have a laugh basically. Um. <laughs> I, I did read here that it is uh, available for Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, oh. PlayStation 4, and PC players, but um, crossplay is not currently supported. So Okay. Well, it's it's everywhere. Games are played, apparently. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, I don't know. There's it's something that feels almost like an alpha game, like it's an early access game, but surprisingly polished in parts, too. So that's yeah. what's, uh, what I like about it. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Um, we also played some Deep Rock Galactic together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the the first time we played golf with your friends, it was the same the same outing. Uh, yeah. We played some Deep Rock Galactic um, with two other guys we know, and that was yes. a lot of fun doing some four-player. 
And then uh, one of them peeled off for the evening because he lives on the East Coast. So it was, it was a bit later for him than it was for us. And then the three of us continued on with golf with your friends. Oh, we got we got to get um, our East Coastian friends <clears throat> to uh, to yeah. play with us. Yes. So. Uh, well, how many players can play golf with your friends? I think it's up to like twelve, right? I think I saw twelve. Um, yeah. So we can we can get some more folks in too, and just have a screaming good time. Yeah, and it. I mean, it was. Oh, well, we were talking about golf. I know. It's like it's talking. like. <laughs> I know. It's like we started talking about Deep Rock Lacton, and like, and we're back. And we're back to golf with your friends. Yeah, and I, this time I think we've we've talked. We must have talked about this before because we played not too long ago, and I, I think I played the uh, Gunner class, but this time I played the Scout class with. Um, oh yeah, Brock. So yeah, which I I almost it's almost my preference now. I do like that the Gunner had like sort of that minigun, but the Scout's so mobile. Oh, the Scout's got that. Yeah, it's just sort of a. Um, grappling hook that i yeah. can use to get around and that's that's just yeah and I, I usually play the engineers so i can like somebody calls out some uh, nitra or some other mineral that we need i can pop out the uh, platform right under it and you can do your grappling hook and get up there and stand on the platform and just mine away it definitely seems like the characters are supposed to play off of each other Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, the more you get, the more kind of fun that you're going to have with that. So, yeah. Like the, the more everyone truly understands what their role is and how they can make the greatest impact to the group. Uh-huh. Um, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Anything else on Deep Rock Galactic? I mean, that's no. kind of... I don't know. It's fun. I mean, it's, you know, something we've talked about before. It's something that uh, I I picked up as soon as it went on early access, and it's been super fun to see how the game has changed and how much better it's gotten. Um, and glad to see that it's, a you know, it's, it's full post 1.0 release, and it seems to be uh, doing really well. Yeah, I want to really get more powerful in that game. I want to take a character farther so that yeah. you know I, I can see what because the, the sort of skill tree, if you will. I don't think there's yeah. really a tree in that game, but the skill tree seems vast. So yeah, there, there's definitely a lot of stuff that you can unlock and upgrade, and um, you know, there's the cosmetic items as well. And it's nice that all the cosmetic items you pay for with in-game currency that you cannot pay for with real money. No. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it doesn't have the the trappings of a lot of the other um, modern games with loot boxes and all of that. So you've got a lot of things here. So. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a few that I'm just going to rapid fire off um, just to mention that I played them. Cause um, I was chatting with a friend of mine who listens to the show and he was talking about, um, <laughs> he was telling me about a, uh, a story with he and his wife when they were playing Tekken a long time ago and she like super rage quit and got really mad, um, like hucked a controller or something. Um, I mean, I might, I, I, I don't remember all the details. I might be taking it too far. Not quite sure. But anyway, um, having that conversation with him on the phone, 
then like I just was like, oh man, I need to go back and play Tekken 7 because I have Tekken 7 on the Xbox One. So, but when I was talking about Tekken 7 and I was even kind of like dogging it a little bit because I had also, when I picked up Tekken 7, I picked up Soul Calibur 6 around the same time. And though I love the Tekken series, I think I've kind of gone more towards Soul Calibur. Um, So I was like, in the same conversation, then started heavily praising Soul Calibur. Um, so I was like, all right, I just got to go back and I got to play those. So I uh, spent a bit of time playing Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6. Um, and then in the past couple nights, I uh, remembered that I have Dead or Alive 6 as well. So really getting some fighting games in there because I haven't, I haven't played fighting games uh, a lot in a while. Um but yeah, they're all great. I play those all on uh, Xbox One. Um, yeah, they're fantastic fighting games. Um, I have never played a Dead or Alive game. Just <laughs> to throw that. Um, the the Dead or Alive game, like out of those three, that's my least favorite. Sure. Um, I would say if you're going to pick up any one of those three games, I that would be again, I'd be at the bottom of my list of what I'd yeah. recommend. But yeah. that that's just because of the 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 style of fighting games that I enjoy. Um though I gotta say, Dead or Alive 6 is way more fun than I remember the early Dead or Alive games being. I see. Um because I I definitely played the first and second and probably third Dead or Alive games. Um, and then just kind of dropped off after that. And I, I got six when I saw that it was on like a steep discount or something. And I was like, what the heck? Why not? I'll try this game out since I haven't played it. And, you know, I haven't played since I think, like I said, three. Um, and out of order for my list, just because they're also fighting games. Um, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Um, I played that on the 3DO. And that's a really good version of Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I got to say. Um, I'm impressed. I, I did not expect... Um, I don't know. Actually, overall, I've been pretty impressed with the 3DO. I'm not going to lie. Um, with with knowing... like With putting everything in the right context for when it came out and comparing it to other hardware that was out at that time. Now, mind you, it was $600 when it came out. So it was cost prohibitive for most people, but it was so powerful. Um, so I played that. And then the last fighting game that I played um, also on the 3DO was Samurai Showdown, um, which I am not familiar with Samurai Showdown at all. Like, I think this is my first time playing it possibly. Way fun. Uh, really, really good uh, fighting game. Um, but yeah, that's my smattering of five fighting games that I played uh, in the past two weeks. Uh, yeah, that's, that is quite a smattering. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, so I, I kind of, as alluded to earlier, I, uh, I've been playing some Hitman. So, yeah. um, I'm, I've been playing Hitman 2016. It's going to be a little confusing. Cause as I said, the content carries forward. Um, well, I, I originally picked up Hitman two and then the, got the, um, hitman one levels as dlc for hitman two i think that's how that worked i i can't remember exactly but for whatever reason i'm able to play through the original uh hitman 2016 campaign in uh hitman two so i actually haven't touched the hitman two content at all okay um 
So, but I did finish the campaign of Hitman 2016, which is, nice. uh, which is really good. Um, and it's a great way as I, it was recommended to, uh, our Eastern coast and friend. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll call him Strittle Cakes. Um, <laughs> yes. Strittle Cakes. Uh, he recommended, um, that uh, we, which actually he gave me a shout out on his stream for the podcast. So go check out Striddle Cakes on Twitch. I, I yeah. can't spell it for Definitely. you, but go S-T-R-I-D-D-L-E-C-A-K-E-S. check it out. S T R I D D L E C A K E S. Striddle Cakes. That's the one. Exactly how it sounds, right? Friend so, of the show, Striddle Cakes on Twitch. Check them uh, out. So uh, anyway, a great way to just experience the game, just play through the story missions and just do the basic story missions. But the thing about Hitman 2016 is, um, and the game tells you this after you finish each level, that the story campaign is just the beginning. And you can go back to uh, the maps and do different activities. Like you get different sort of uh, bonuses and experiences. I'm, I'm sorry, experience points from doing the same kills differently, like using different weapons. So like every, you know, uh, using the fiber wire to choke out your enemy, that's like one way that you can kill them, but also uh, you get more experience for shooting them with a pistol or making an accident happen or a bunch of different scenarios, Hmm. um, which I really love the accidental kills, like just, you know, just setting things up and then they just sort of walk into their death. (laughs) It's, it's, it is so fun. The game rewards exploration, um, but you can also do these things called escalations, which are these like little custom campaigns. They'll say like, okay, kill this guy. All right. You go through, you kill this guy and you exit the level. And then it says, okay, kill this guy. And also this guy. Um, but you need to be wearing this disguise when you do it. Um, and then it goes up to five levels where it gets increasingly more complex and you cannot save mid level. So ah. after after you kill one of the, you know, you complete the objective, you can sort of fail. And, but basically if you get caught or you die or something, you have to start over. Um, or, uh, you know, you might have an objective where you're not compromised, you're not seen, things like that. Gotcha. Um, anyway, I recommend it a lot. I'm not going to talk too much about it here, but uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm crazy addicted to it. I'm playing it on my lunch breaks, like <laughs> nice, and for several hours over the weekend. So uh, hopefully next time I'll have some stuff for you on Hitman Two. So uh, I'm going to play through those story missions as well. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, I also just do two quick things that I've been streaming lately. Um, it's Half-Life Alex. I know that I mentioned that before. Um, I'm doing, I started over, uh, at the very beginning to start streaming from, you know, the, the very beginning of the story and am doing the take the gnome with me to the end of the game playthrough right now. Um, so I've streamed three times, have three segments up on, um, up on Twitch and I started putting them on our YouTube as well. Um, actually the third one's not there yet, but I think it will be by the time this is up. Um, but yeah, just, uh, playing through the game again. It's fantastic. Um, having a great time. It's been fun doing it on stream and having folks, uh, in and chatting with them while I'm in VR and, I don't know. It's been, it's been a real good time. And then also, uh, 
about a week ago or so, I did a stream of NBA Jam Tournament Edition for the Sega Saturn. Um, and I was playing as different, uh, the different unlockable characters. So um, like I played as Bill Clinton. I played as um, the Fresh Prince. Oh, and one of the special, uh, one of the special characters called Magic Hair. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, played played a few matches, uh, or sorry, not matches, but a few games um, on stream, and had a good time. I love NBA Jam. Um. So, uh, did you just get invited to a? Uh, party as I, well. I totally did yes <laughs> it was isn't that funny yeah i'll uh i'll have to let him know that we are um occupied um yeah so uh let's see here um a couple things that we played together we played halo 2 together yes we did we started halo 2 anniversary um, that was super fun. I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to finishing that campaign because I have never, I have never played through Halo Two. Um, I've played a crap ton of multiplayer now because of work, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and people from work. Yeah. Um, but I do think that it is that it's really funny that the way that I got introduced to Halo Two is uh, my current job uh, when I started a number of years ago. Um, the person who I was replacing brought in his Xbox into the office uh, while my boss was on vacation. My old boss was on vacation, and when my old boss came back, he's like, "What? There's an Xbox here, and there's Halo." He's like, "Dude." Let's let's set it up with four controllers and get other people in here. So that became a thing for a while, and we had a Halo channel on Slack. Um, that 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 you know that the friends around the office uh, we would just do like an at here and ping everybody and see like, hey, you want to come play Halo for a couple of rounds? So you know, play play fifteen or twenty minutes and then uh, then disperse. It's like it never happened. Um, but yeah. So I, so all of my fondest Halo 2 memories are the ones that have come from the last like four and a half years. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, uh, man, we could do a whole other episode on Halo 2, but I mean, uh, I, I really glad that we're playing Halo 2 uh, on the co-op campaign. Um, so it's, it's just been, uh, yeah, it's a real treat. I really love the anniversary cinematics and, uh, all the it's just sort of the enhancements that they have for PC, higher resolution, yeah. and it, it uh, looks really good. Yeah, exactly. And I think the uh, they've really outdone themselves. Um, it, you know, for being in a early Xbox One game, because uh, Halo Two Anniversary, just like Halo One Anniversary, is in a, a 360 game. Halo Two Anniversary is an Xbox One game, and yeah, the, the Xbox is way punching above its weight graphically. I think on that one, so um, yeah, looks looks great, and so. 
so much fun. So while you're, you know, out there experiencing Halo 1 for the first time, go ahead and just play Halo 2 also. So, yep. <laughs> Roll credits, then load up Halo 2. Yes. Yeah. We, we I feel like we practically did that, though we didn't actually do that. Um, you know, it's funny. I just noticed that uh, we've been playing a lot of things together, but we haven't been playing Overwatch. Overwatch is not on our list. So, yeah, I... I have technically played Overwatch in the past two weeks, but like I mentioned previously, I've played like three matches maybe. Wow. So that's basically nothing by comparison to how much I've normally been playing. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've been, um, I, you know, I think, I think Halo and I was playing through Halo kind of scratched the itch of like team based stuff kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, something else we played together and on switch again was more among us. Yeah. So that was an, I mean, there's not a lot to talk about there. Uh, people were sus. Uh, we yep. killed each other. And... I, man, I was the, <laughs> I was the imposter first and I did not do that great of a job. Uh, I've been really bad lately. So yeah, I did. I did accuse somebody of. <laughs> I did actually save my skin for a little while. Um, I I murdered somebody in cold blood. Um, it was your word us. against theirs. Right? Yeah. So like, I I killed somebody. Somebody saw me do it. So I self-reported and was like, "Hey, man, what's up? I saw you <laughs> kill that person." <laughs> And uh, that ended up working out in his favor because the next round he was um, he was the why can't I think of the I, I want to say invader or intruder I just said the word a minute ago imposter the imposter there we go yeah. like it just like totally flew out of my head um, so yeah the very next round he was the imposter and he was he was going like, oh, you're just falsely accusing me like I was falsely accused last round. And did he win? Uh, or, I don't know if he did, but he got close. He got very close. Yeah, it was down to a, a couple of people, I want to say. I think, so. yeah. Because I, I remember there was another one where I directly called him out. And then I was like, I was like, fine, vote me out. Kick me out. And if we're still playing, kick him out. <laughs> <laughs> got him. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's how Among Us went. Um, yeah. And then uh so I a GTA five advertisement ended up pulling me back in. Oh, got it. Gotcha. They pulled me back in because they released the BF Weasel. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Or so no. not not Weasel, but Weevil. Oh, okay. So the BF Weevil, it's like a VW bug. Oh no. So the fact that they put a VW bug into their game, I I had to go back in and play, and I had to buy it in the game. So I'm now the proud owner of an orange VW bug, uh, or sorry, BF Weevil in Grand Theft Auto Online on my PC. So, oh wow! Um, so did did it cost more or less than a million dollars? Less, but not much less. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like the way that they inflate, like everything costs so much freaking money in that game. So like I depleted almost all my funds to get that car. And I was like, whatever, I don't play this that often. I just want to drive around in a bug. Uh, Cause I used to have one. I love them. I used to have an orange V-dub. So oh. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was why I'm like, oh, they they put my old favorite car in this game. I'm definitely got. I I have to have it. So, um, was was yours a convertible? No. No. Okay. My my mom had sort of that red orange convertible bug, and oh, nice! It was supposed to be mine. It was supposed to be my first car, but that didn't work out. So, oh no, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess just real quick, the last thing that I ended up playing that I have on the list here um, is Parappa the Rapper remastered on the PlayStation Four because I know that the last episode where we where we focused on Parappa the Rapper, as I was reading some of the stuff about it, saying that you had to get all the way through the game first before you could then be rapping cool. Well, I went back so that I could rap cool, and I did just that, and I made it through. Excuse me, made it through a, a few levels while rapping cool and had a had a good time with that so um yeah that concludes all the stuff that i've been playing you finished your list before me that's um, yeah so okay this is this will tell you like how addicted i was to hitman i needed to get my hitman fix on my phone so, hitman fix on the go yeah so i picked up hitman go because i heard it was a really good game and i was like oh maybe it'll resemble it'll, maybe it'll give me some sort of like drip feed of hitman content well hitman go is a kind of a completely different game um and it's it's sort of like this little sliding it, it almost it masquerades as like a board game with like sliding pieces almost like jumanji how the pieces like slide around but it's it's really pretty and all the figures are almost like army men like just sort of like you know static like toys that you sort of move around on the board and um it's just sort of a sliding puzzle to where you need to basically get to you know you may need to kill a target or get from one side of the map to the other but there are also other like enemies that will uh, take you out. And usually the, the only difference is, is usually when, if you hit an enemy from the side or the back, or if they hit you from the side or the back, that determines who, who basically becomes the victor in that scenario. Got it. Um, so you have to, there's little objectives like, okay, complete in, you know, so many moves or collect the briefcase, which, uh, you know, changes the, it's, it's a really good mobile game. It was like, I think it was like five bucks or something or like three bucks. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of content there. So uh, at least as, as far as if you like sort of puzzle games. Um, so it just definitely didn't scratch an, a Hitman itch, but it definitely had a puzzling aspect to it. So, and I like puzzles. Nice. So it was something to do. Um, I, I was a little bummed that it wasn't optimized for the iPad I was using. Um, so because it's a little bit older, I think it, it just, it frames better on a phone. So gotcha. maybe you just pick it up on a, on your phone. So, um, and then <laughs> something crazy happened. I played animal crossing new horizons again. <laughs> we're flip, we're flip flopping. Yeah. And actually um, now I'm going to put the curse on you because I sent you something. So Uh-oh. <laughs> you're going to have to log in. All right. That's fine. And see what I got you. So uh, anyway, I, um, I, I, uh, I kind of forgot about it until now. And I was going to mention like, Hey, did you happen to log into animal crossing? Anyway. Um, I think, you know, it, I'm kind of bummed because I kind of expected more fish and stuff to catch. Cause I've never, um, 
played in December in this game, but really I think the window was, um, was probably October, November. That's when probably more things that were out that I haven't caught yet. So my, probably. my museum will not be complete for another year. It looks like. Um, so. Yeah. Plus you time travel. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I still haven't done that yet in this game. I don't want to. Um, I just want to just play it straight. And um, I did enjoy, you know, I'm kind of thinking about like doing a whole restructure of my island on a different podcast I listened to. Um, you know, they kind of recommended, yeah, just totally tear down your island and just rebuild it. Just see what happens, you know. And Yeah, that's kind of what I did. And that's the thing is I just don't like my island very much. I kind of optimized it for fruit collection and I'm like, I don't collect fruit. I don't need to. Um, yeah. I did the same thing at first. And then I like ripped a bunch of stuff out and changed a bunch of things. And like, I, I like it so much more now. Yeah. And there's, there's things, there's um, areas that are not easy to get to on the Island. I'm going to fix all that stuff. I'm going to tear it down. So it's not hard to, it's, there's just too much stuff in the way. It's so um, I'm going to do that. But, and I've been talking about doing that for a long time, but I've, I enjoyed playing the game. So yeah. Uh, with more content coming, I'll probably just tune in to check it out. So, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Well, now that I know you sent me something, I'll definitely be uh, logging back in and checking it out again. Yeah. I'll probably do that before bed tonight. Sounds like an idea. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I think that's it. I mean, yeah. I think uh, that that concludes everything I've been playing, really. I, I think I've technically played a couple more games, but it's just like it, it, it fleeting moments of like, maybe I want to play this. I start playing and I'm like, ah, after that 10, that 10 minutes, I think was enough for me. I'm going to go to the <laughs> next thing. Like, like I'm searching for something, searching yeah. for something to scratch a particular itch. So anyway, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. What about you? That's all I got. I'm not searching right now because I have my 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 hitman, but uh, you know, I definitely know the yeah. feeling of being in between games. So yeah, I mean, I, I did technically like I played a little bit of Cyberpunk, but it was like in the beginning of this two week period, and I since I haven't really focused on it since like I don't know the last day or two after we recorded the last podcast, I just I dropped it off the list because I haven't done anything significant. Uh, but maybe I'll get more back into it in this next um, two weeks because I saw stuff about how there was a game-breaking bug in one of the patches that came out, and I've not played since then. And I, I think that's been fixed and patched, but that's, like, I didn't know if I had any, like, if I was anywhere near it or if I would have experienced, but I was like, screw it. Like, <laughs> I've put enough time into this game that I don't want to update it to make it better, but break it. So I was like, I'm going to wait until the coast is clear. Um, yeah. Well, I guess uh, it's, uh, it's outro and uh, next game time. So what are we playing? The next game is going to be Crazy Taxi <laughs> for the uh, Sega Dreamcast. And I'm very excited about it. I love Crazy Taxi. Um I can't remember. Have you really played it much? Uh, only bits and pieces, uh, just little bits. So I mean, I'm really, uh, I played, I'm really curious to what you to hear what you think about the story. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, I, uh, I I played some games that are like it. Like um, uh, the uh, um, Simpsons had a spinoff one. Um, was it was it Road Rage? It was Road Rage. I was I was I wanted to say Hit and Run, but I know it wasn't Hit and Run. It was there. There's a there is a similar genre game uh, on the 3DO actually called Quarantine. Wow. <laughs> Uh, it, it's like a dystopian future type thing and you are a taxi driver and you pick people up and there's, but there's people like shooting at you and you shoot back at them and you can run people over. It's kind of like, it's kind of like crazy taxi meets Carmageddon. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. Crazy taxi for, uh, our next episode, our episode 16. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you got anything else to add before I do our outro spiel? Uh, I think let's bring it home. Okay. Well, everyone, thanks for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there. Uh, and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. You can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com. And you can and you can subscribe to this podcast uh, if you've not done so already on Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Radio Public. Um, this isn't in the script, but also remember uh, we mentioned Striddle Cakes previously. Check him out on Twitch. Um, he streams actually regularly, whereas I do it by like I fly by the seat of my pants when I decide when I'm going to do it. Yeah, uh, he. Uh, plays uh, monster hunter hitman uh a few other yeah things, so. I, I watched him play all the way through uh or for the most part uh devil may cry the first game yep. um yeah plays plays a lot of good stuff worth checking out so um come join us next time when we uh talk about crazy taxi for the sake of dreamcast bye for now <laughs>